What's up, Cracking Aces listeners? You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. You could win a World Series of Poker gold bracelet. You could win a World Series of Poker gold bracelet. I'm trying to. It's not going. How to go last night in the $800 bounty? Oh, man, I, I've been not, in every in every uh, World Series event I've played. I've gotten off to great starts, getting like two X stacks really quickly. Yeah, you were chip leader in that other one. Yeah, I mean, I've played three of them now, and 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 uh, in every every single one, I've I've gotten off to great starts. And did you I, did you cash last night? No. No. No, I like I I play the one k on Sunday, and uh, had a bunch. I had a bunch the whole tournament, and then lost one huge pot, and then I was out. Our boy uh, Jeff Platt, I think he's been on the podcast twice. It's sick. He was streaming his own. So he's been Jeff Platt's the man. He's been streaming, doing commentary on every online event. Uh, like he'll just pick like the most popular best players st- still remaining at 1 a.m. East Coast time, 10 p.m. Vegas time, like when it's getting down to the last like three or four tables. Last night, he was still in the bounty event when it hit that time to stream. So he streamed his own table on Twitch. And well, he's then- been streaming his own tables. What's that? He's been streaming his, his – he's been playing yeah, yeah, his he's, so too, he's been, and been streaming. Yeah, yeah. He's been streaming his own, but if he's knocked out, he's then been doing, like, commentary right, right. on uh, – like, so we did the podcast last week, and then that night Phil Helmuth made that freaking run, and he finished, like, 10th in that event, and that's, like, when Jeff Platt's stream, like, really took off. He had, like, multiple thousands of people watching him do commentary on Helmuth. Uh, you know, cards down, but still like live and very fun. Last night, Platt's still in when he goes live, so he just you know he just keeps his own going, and he ends up final table in this eight hundred dollar bounty. Uh, he goes into the final table with like double the chip stack of second place. He ends up finishing in seventh for like twelve k. First was a little over a hundred k, but um, Jeff is gonna come on with us in a little bit and talk about last night sweet yeah that's news I, that's news to me but i, I always like right. having jeff on. i sent him a jeff text like 10 minutes ago and i was like hey man. you want to come on to the podcast he's like sure jeff is the man yeah it was really fun I was, it's funny because like 
the chat just gets like just every whoever's just like bored in the poker rail just like jumps into the chat and it's just like hanging out also dan buzgon was at his table and uh was also in the chat on the twitch and then jeff eliminated dan and then he like gifted like 100 subs to like everybody in the chat after he got knocked out by jeff so it's all in all a pretty fun time I still don't know what that means, but it sounds like it was a good thing. It's a and Twitch Dan, thing, bro. Buzzgon, Buzzgon's also the man, too, so yeah, that's, that's not I'm, surprising. I want to ask Jeff about the hand where he eliminated uh, Dan, where it was like 23 big blinds effective, and Platt had all the chips, and he just open-shoved, uh, like I think it was 9-7 of spades in middle position, and then Dan called him with ace-queen, and I believe... Jeff Platt went like runner, runner, flush. Or no, 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 no. I think he went runner, runner, straight, and eliminated him. So I wanted to ask. So I think I, I I saw this hand. So he he shoved, cut off or hijack, with ten eight of spades. I get so close when I try to <laughs> redo yeah. hand histories. Yeah. I get so close, but also at the same time, it's for the sake of the hand. It's not even close. Uh, I just you're unlucky here because I happened to see this one. <laughs> This is like one of like three hands that I saw. Yeah, he shoved ten eight of spades. It may have been it may have been cut off. Yeah, Buzzgon calls ace queen and it comes like uh Queen Jack X. I think he may have had a backdoor flush draw. No no, sorry, Queen Nine X and he just turns a jack. Yeah. That's sick. Do you, do you like the shove? I think it's fine in a bounty, um, with like that many chips. You don't just like raise? No, because I think that the way that the stacks were, I think I think shove is probably probably best mm. uh, with that hand. I don't know. Jeff Jeff will will remember better than uh than I will. It's just yeah. like like when you're ch- like when you're chip leading or like he had such a big chip lead. Like yeah, it sucks to get called by the bigger stack and and lose. But like the pay jumps and the WSOP stru- WSP structure like. Uh, they're basically non-existent so like there's a 200 dollars bounty opportunity for every player you eliminate um you know gotta try to chip up some way or you know make make some extra money some way yeah so he uh he got 12 bounties for 200 dollars each but as far as like it just being a pure plus chip ev shove it's probably really close but with the bounty i think it's probably fine there you go we'll ask jeff about that yeah, I was watching it for a while. Unfortunately, like you start these tournaments, you know, 750 big blinds deep, and they just go until like six in the morning, uh, East Coast time. I could not, I, I fell asleep. I was fighting to stay awake when it was down to 36 people, and I just couldn't do it. I just, my eyes would not stay open, and uh, yeah, woke up to the results. Yeah, I, uh, it, I it is cool that as much as it sucks that there is no WSOP, it is cool that we live in a world where someone can just be like live streaming winning a bracelet. Yeah, listen, it's 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 pretty solid silver lining that they're still able to make some sort of production out of out of the World Series. You know, there's there's coverage, there's different there's a bunch of people streaming themselves playing, there's people covering the the you know final few tables that are deep. There's different shows that are being, you know, that are coming out of this. Uh, it's it's, it's definitely not the same for us or for like me on the blog. Like, there's, there's the live element that helps so much, like the characters and the wacky things that happen at the tables and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, right? You lose the in-person element. 
but it, it does help that people are, are streaming it. You get some cool stuff out of that. Um, certainly not the same though. Yeah. Um, it's also why I'm spending money recklessly in July because I'm free rolling the month because I didn't go to Vegas. Yeah. You're saving money. Yeah. No, that's how I figure it. Like I'm not tilt buying like a $14 milkshake at two in the morning. Well, listen, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. No, no, I'm not milkshake shaming, of course, but we don't milk, we don't milkshake shame on this podcast. No, this is a very pro milkshake podcast. So all I'm doing now is working out and rollerblading and Ardo. I know it's all I do now. And then I stare at myself in the mirror and wonder I'm still fat, but <laughs> I'm so healthy for the last two months. And I'd like to think that I like am getting in shape, but I see no discernible progress, but it's also probably because I just stare at myself all day. Yeah. You gotta, I'm sure that there's some changes that you just can't notice because you see, look at yourself every day. You should have to be, I'm just blading of yourself. Yeah. I'm blading like 10 miles a day and I've been running cause it's just been raining. And when it it's wet, like you can't skate on yeah. wet surfaces. So I've been running. I ran last night in like that hundred degree or hundred percent humidity. Yeah. It's, I was going to say it's been, I've been running a bunch outside. It's been brutal. I here's a take and you're going to call me a crazy person. I prefer this to the cold. Um, I know. I don't think many people do, but. No, I, 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 I can get on board with that because at least you're outside. There's Maybe something kind of about. No, no, running in the cold. Oh, oh, no way. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, no, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> nobody seems to agree with me. Like, I can't get out of my apartment when it's cold outside. There's nothing I'd rather do then go outside when it's cold there's something about the humidity i mean last night was terrible it was like you could cut the air with scissors it was so humid but something about that kind of like motivates me in a weird way where it's like i, I don't know i don't know how to explain it i i i do much more, prefer, do you feel more accomplished like when you're no i don't know i just the cold like puts me in pain the the humidity like well, the cold, yeah, you're right. The cold, like when you run in really cold temperatures, it's like it's it's painful. Like your 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 extremities go numb. Like your ears hurt. My ears, dude. My ears. It's in my teeth. My teeth hurt too because of the cold. I've sensitive ass teeth. Yeah, so I get that. But uh, man, when you're running in in, in humidity, you just kind of feel like you're you're running in place. Like yeah. You know, you're taking these big steps. You're you're you feel you know two x your body weight. You're, you're you're absolutely drenched. I was drenched. Yeah, I was like, I I walked into my apartment where the air conditioner was on, and I could see the steam radiating off my body. <laughs> yeah, I I ran yesterday at about I've been, I've been running a lot like through the last two or three months. A lot miles wise, or just both often? both, and. You know, I've been going, I've just went on, I went on this run that I've, I'm doing a few times a week. It's like, I've done it a lot and I just felt horrible running it. How many miles? It's five miles. Shit. What kind of pace do you do? Um, it depends. I, I've been, I've been running, I've been running faster lately. I've, I've tried to, uh, like I'll, I'll do sub seven, like seven twenty miles. It's pretty sick. Um, 
but I've tried to like, there's this five mile run that I do. And then there's this three mile run that I do. And on the three mile run, I'm, I'm trying to uh, do sub seven. Dude, I did three miles last night and that's like the longest I've run. So when I roll, I'll tell you what, it's easier to rollerblade 10 miles than run three miles. Yeah, I believe it. Um, but rollerblading so much has made me a better runner like it's just naturally in better shape so running you have more endurance yeah it's so much easier now than when i was trying to run like two months ago so that's good yeah you're in better shape so then i come home well i've been doing like a ton of like i've like that weight that that one dumbbell i don't even have a pair i just have the one weight so i've been doing stuff with that and push up oh, like, next time and, I see you, you're just gonna like be incredibly jacked on one side of your body. Yeah, it's just it's, I'm like a two face, just my cut right down the middle, just only my right side. So I've been doing that. I've been working out like four hours a night, like not all consecutive. Like I'll fuck around on my phone and laptop, but I have nothing else to do, and I'm trying not to like binge eat, and so I just fucking just like lay on the ground and do random workout things. Yeah, but, like, good for you. Still, still fat, bro. I still need like six more months. Have you been doing core? Oh, yeah. Good. Just trying to get hot for next summer. Yeah, I mean, this summer is basically a wash. Thing is, if we ever go back to work, it all goes out the window. Because I have, working from home, I just have so much time to do so, like, I go to the grocery store during the week. Like, when you go to work every day, go to office, you have to choose. Like, is this the day that I cook at home or go to the gym or is this the day that i get my hair cut or go like there's just only i don't know how adults do it like how do people with kids do anything like that's like that's like definitely one thing of of many really that i that i don't take for granted like always having work from home i've never i've never i've never yeah it is i've never i've never related to my friends being like well you know i you know, do I go to the gym in the morning or do I go to the gym after work? Like I'm either really tired in the morning yeah. or I'm like exhausted after work. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I go at like noon <laughs> yeah, and nobody's <laughs> there. there. And then like you add like people with kids element to it. Right. I, I don't, I just, I can't fundamentally understand how people like wake up at 6am, like take care of their kids, go to work, pick up their kids, go to soccer practice, somehow still do like adult things in between, like just like shit that piles up and, and just no wonder everybody's a fucking psycho plus everybody's fucking obese. Cause there's just like, there's no time and, yeah. they, and they make you work five days a week from all fucking day. The whole system is fucked. I, I, I completely get why, you know, the, the, the dad bod, I, I think the only kid, it's, way it's, so, it's especially at the start, it seems so hard to do anything, but like look after this kid, this child. I, I quite literally think the only way to somehow stay in shape is just to have a home gym, like with yeah. like everything you need. So, and with like a baby monitor just attached to it. I don't Yeah, home, home gym is clutch. If you have one or just go to the gym while you're at work or something like that i yeah i mean people do that they'll they'll go to the gym on their lunch break yeah but then you don't get to eat lunch (laughs) yeah whatever it's lunch break you need that at your desk i the the older i get the more i realize how little time there is for 
anybody to do anything. And I have like the most cush job in the world, even when we were going to the office and it was still tough. It's like leave work at six. If I go to the gym, I'm getting home at like eight, eight thirty. still haven't eaten. You have to shower. And then if you, if you're into watching sports, like everything starts at seven or seven thirty, So you've already missed all of that, which for my job, like I can't miss that. It's just never, but it's, but it's quite a dilemma. And then one day you just die and none of it mattered. Right. I guess that's the best reason not to go to the gym because you're just going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. And then what were you working out for? Yeah. Right. There's no, uh, there's no glamor muscles uh, in, in six feet under the ground. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> what if I get super hot? I hope you do. I don't think I can get hot. I think I can get in shape. I don't think I can get hot though. Hot is just a, it's just like an aura. I don't know. I've always been it's like, not, it's not. Like, you either are or you aren't. There's just people who are like hot and they know it. And you it's can just like, get in shape, but you can't. You're either hot or you're not hot. Yeah. Well, I think getting in shape makes you a little bit hotter. Like, okay, when I shave my head, like it's kind of shaved right now. I look hotter when I shave my head. I just because like I don't have like the weird like receding hairline and shit, and it like it just looks better. So there's, so there's different degree, varying degrees of, and it of, makes my eyes pop more. But I don't think I can like get hot. I can just Hillary get like swank hot. What? <laughs> Is Hillary Swank hot? Yeah, like I'd bang her. The question isn't if you would bang her. <laughs> the question is if she's hot. So that's my goal is to continue to work out for the next six months and then be like i'm hot now okay but i'll I'll, I'll hold you to it there's a couple issues though the issues are i only have the one dumbbell (laughs) so when i want to do a way that you could you could somehow have a second dumbbell arrive right at your door yeah no theoretically uh, when I bought the one, I could have just immediately bought another about a year ago, and I just never did it. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is the gyms are shut. So I'm still limited to my one dumbbell exercises. Yeah, but if you think about it this way, gyms are closed. Most people don't have access to the stuff that they normally have access to. This is your chance to close the gap. So I'm getting hotter by them just getting uglier mm-hmm. little 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 flat more there's more flabby guys out there than there ha- than there were four three or four months ago so we're flattening the curve like we're all just the flabby curve i'm coming up in the game while they're all dropping right i like that so those are the couple of my issues with getting hot um i eat very healthy though that's great very i eat healthy, healthy until I, until I don't. <laughs> well, I don't count weekends. I, I, eat, I, I, eat healthy, I, I eat healthy until I get uh, edible cookie dough from the grocery store and eat it in one sitting. I'm buying fucking dairy-free coconut milk ice cream. I saw that. That was, that was very uh, surprising and impressive. This is the, I'm old, dude. Like, I can't do dairy anymore. I can't do gluten anymore. Like, was it good? I, it looked good. Yeah, it tastes good like it tastes like ice cream i'm shocked like yeah i have halo top basically every night yeah so i'm doing halo top coconut milk so it doesn't even have yeah it's 
you know the line in Big Daddy when he's like, I have a milkshake and my ass jiggles for a week? That's me, but like six months. Like, I feel like I have a bagel and it's like that's nine weeks of progress down the drain. Yeah. Gotta You're like naturally it. in shape. Like you do like what? three sit-ups and you have like a six-pack. Me? Yeah. I don't know. You have good genes. Yeah, I have good genes. Yeah, I don't. I have fat people genes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how any of that stuff works. I do wish, though, if I have one regret about the whole quarantine thing, I wish I didn't go through the whole cheeseburger every day for two weeks phase or the peanut butter M&M bag. No, you can't, you can't regret that because it, it uh, caused you to turn, you know, turn your shit around. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But in hindsight, had I been being this healthy and working out for the, you know, I started this like the beginning of May. So I'd basically done all of May and June, like give or take here and there. Yeah. Um, like weekends. I, mean, I, I went through a phase when I was in, you know, I obviously play, I played tennis in college. Like I was in good shape and then I quit the team and I spent the next, I don't know, year and a half <laughs> eating chill, uh, uh, chilies and Applebee's and wings and going to bed at 6am waking up at 4pm. Like, yeah, but you were winning F tops in between. And then, and then I, I went to like, go try to like, I was like, Oh, maybe I should start to exercise again. And I couldn't run like a quarter mile downhill. <laughs> and I was like, you know, uh, it was embarrassing. And, and I, I, that's, I, I look at that time fondly now. I'm like, yeah, that's when I like, you know, had realized I had to get my shit together. Yeah. And I never want to feel that way again. I definitely have gone through like gym phases before, but it's the rollerblading that has taken me to the next level now. Yeah. Even though I'm not positive, like I use like the app to track calories and shit, but it's not accurate because it thinks I'm running and like, you're not doing the oh. same effort. Oh yeah. That's right. That's going to be way off. Yeah. But still 10 miles. Still, I mean, right. You're still miles. rollerblading 10 miles. Like you yeah. feel good. You're sweating. You're clearly like working hard. Uh, I mean the calories, you know, that, that doesn't really matter. Also, I think I have, what's it called? Like body dysmorphia where well, I, we could, I could be, which also I think everybody does, right? Like, yeah, for sure. It, yeah. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure just everybody thinks they're I mean, maybe not like, you know, the clinical definition of body dysmorphia, but like some, some degree of it. Yeah. Well, it's you like need you, to eat I think food. you look at yourself and you see a distorted version of yourself. Right. I just constantly think I'm fat and it, or like have like. Just no, but I know that like I have been working out constantly, so it can't be possible. Right. Whole big mess. <laughs> I am going to the beach on Tuesday. Where are you going? Going to Virginia Beach. With the family? Yeah. Sweet. So I'll be there from Tuesday night to uh, Saturday morning. I'll tell you, I know this might be a uh, sore subject, but the cape cod beach this past weekend yeah was unbelievably packed oh really so this beach is not like a crazy like party beach it's not that big of a beach and there were two like camps of college kids that that rolled up Ugh. and i I'll, I'll send you a picture later it was like spring break like Oh, I would have been passed around. No, there were, I'm there were 200 kids just like 
Had I gone with on, you, Popovich, I would have been pissed. I so like, I, I, yeah, we, so we like, we like camped out a spot really early, like had a big circle, and then like throughout the like the morning or into the afternoon, this this circle and this camp of kids just started growing and growing and growing, getting wider and wider and closer to us. And uh, it got to the point where I actually went back to, to my mom's house for like an hour or two, just like get away from it. And they, and they ended up moving. Um, my family ended up moving like further down the beach and I ended up going back and it just like, they all like morphed together by the time I got there. This, Was, these, did it look holidays. fun though? Like people like shotgunning beers and shit. Yeah. There were like beer bongs and you know, it was, it was like, funny. Fun. Like, like looked over like one girl did a beer bong just passed it over another girl passed it over another girl that just were ripping these beer bongs cases are just going through the roof oh my god yeah it was i, I hadn't seen anything like that that was, it was straight out of, it was straight like Flor- florida beaches i uh i just had a couple people over on my roof and just drank a little bit and then we went to somebody else's roof uh in the east village to watch fireworks and that was Sweet. it that sounds like fun yeah. So uh, it was lax. I guess this this I know we don't really do bad beat of the week anymore, but there's hundreds and hundreds of dead fish <laughs> that have washed up on the shore of the Hudson and in, in Hoboken. Dead fish. What is it? My ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and you you can't even go down to the by the water. It's it's just it smells like just death. Have not heard of this. It's like the, the, all the, you know, it's been so hot out, the rising water temperature, I guess, decreases the amount of oxygen in the water. And that <laughs> causes like all this out, al- this like algae to, yeah. to breed. And then that like, po- like kills the fish. Yeah. And so first of all, it's, it's like gross to see because anywhere you look like along the, sh- the shore or along the, the, the piers, there's just like clumps and clumps of these dead fish. They don't do anything about it. I, I don't know if they're going to try to clear them or what, but then all the all the birds have gotten to them, and so uh, it's, it's gotten like progressively worse. You can't even like go anywhere near the water, and we live basically right there. It's I've, it's been it's been brutal. I haven't heard anything about that. That's bad for like all the piers where people go and sit and. Oh yeah, so like that pier thirteen that's always packed. Yeah, you can't even, you can't even go there. What? Yeah, I I ran uh, yesterday. I I ran and. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine, like, because I only run along the water for a little bit. But I, f- at least like uptown, I forgot that I <laughs> run all the way downtown along the water, and it's just like it was bad the whole way. Damn, like, and growing up in my mouth, gross, dude. Yeah. You see the Dogecoin pump and dump scheme? No. <laughs> all the TikTokers uh, decided to pump Dogecoin, so it went up ninety percent yesterday. Really? Yep. Uh, I don't have any Doge anymore. You've made money on Doge back in the day. Yeah, I made like fucking 15k up. It's Doge. back. Doge is back. No, don't talk to me unless it's like 300% up. No, I mean they're still doing it. It's like still going, but it's it's all the fucking random TikTokers decided to pump Doge. That's funny. <laughs> it sounds Why? like I don't guess cuz it's a fucking made up world, man. <laughs> You know what's funny is my dad sends me, he just like texts me uh, TikToks, but I don't have TikTok. Your dad's a cool dad. <laughs> yeah, he sends me these TikToks. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not on TikTok. Me neither. I don't have the app. I don't look at it. Isn't it being investigated for 
like stealing everyone's uh, information and, and oh yeah like obviously they're stealing everybody's data like the u.s might ban it or something it's just all stupid like every company steals our data yeah that's true oh you know what we didn't talk about what the mike mattisau tweet <laughs> yeah um i mean the guy's a fucking psycho and what's great about that is that now everybody's out to slow roll him. Oh, yeah. He has a target on his back. Yeah, I actually, uh, I played with that screen name, uh, Wolverine17 or whatever. That's slow. Okay, well, first of all, it really wasn't even a slow roll. It's it wasn't like a slow roll. slow roll of all time. It's like the, the flat of the three bet pre probably took like 20 seconds. And then like, I don't know. She was probably like, she she was probably playing, I don't know, four plus tables. It took like five seconds for her to call on the flop. And here's another thing. When Mattisau on stream has done that exact line where he just like shoves the flop. Or no, I guess he shoved the turn with the set of fours. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's always, he's had it when he's done that on stream. So it might have actually been like, wait, a decision. Like, give me a second. Um and then Megan or Poker Hippie, whatever, Wolverine 17 called with aces and Mike lost his shit. And he thought it was a uh, he thought it was a re-entry and didn't realize it was a freeze out. Do you enjoy acting like a fucking C-word by slow rolling people online where nobody can see you? Learn poker etiquette or your poker career won't last long. Sincerely, Mike. <laughs> Sin- <laughs> and so sincerely. then He's on stream while this whole thing's happening and he's going off about, you know, the damn libs and all this other shit. And he's having like his people find out who this person is. And when he finds out that it's a girl named Megan, you just see like his heart just like sink. Cause he's like, Oh my God, what have I just said? <laughs> like, what have I just well, the funny, done? The funny thing is it takes him, it takes him like four times of saying some combination of Megan and Megan to realize that it's a girl. <laughs> he, he's, like, he's trying to call it like Gary to make it into a guy. <laughs> <laughs> like any twist he could on the pronunciation to make it into a man. Yeah, but he really doubled down with dropping, dropping the see you next Tuesday. <laughs> okay, so... I did see a couple tweets like, you guys are bullying a mentally unstable guy. Fuck that. Like, the guy is a fucking scumbag. Like, yeah, he is mentally unstable, but he's also a scumbag. Like, it's he's two different things. And he's just yeah. on stream being, like, misogynistic and just, like, all this other shit. Speaking of misogynistic, we are now joined. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, just in time. Jeff, let us see your face. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I had to get into uh, my car. What's up, fellas? There oh, we go. Oh, this is safe. What's Should have put, put makeup on for this. Wait, are you appearance. driving? No, I'm not. I'm not driving. I just uh, had um, a lawnmower outside. Don't mean to brag. I do use uh, landscape services at this house. Wow. In Las Vegas. And so my dog was going absolutely insane, and I felt that that wouldn't be a fantastic backdrop for an appearance on the wonderful Cracking Aces podcast. What's up, boys? WSOP Glory is getting to your head already. Getting <laughs> yeah, yeah. Head. I immediately went out and hired landscaping services after a small score. <laughs> uh, so, Jeff, you finished seventh in the event last night on stream. Like, you could have been 
the first person to ever live stream their own bracelet win? What happened? Oh, well, that's, that's a fantastic question. Um, what did happen last night? It's all kind of a blur. I feel like I've just kind of walked around my house in circles for the last, uh, I don't know, seven, eight hours or so since it's been um, long story short, got it in slightly ahead, did not win. <laughs> How about that for, for, uh, what's happened and you got to win your flips or your flip ish flips and, uh, you know, I didn't at the end, but I was obviously incredibly fortunate to just be at a World Series of Poker bracelet event final table. So we'll take it. Was there a bit of disappointment? Absolutely, but still overall uh, pretty satisfied with the result. Yeah, I was watching from the 1 a.m. East Coast time uh, when you started streaming, yeah. like, that you've been doing that every night. So I've, I've tuned into a couple and you're like, it's me. I'm the feature table tonight. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> sick. And then you, you won in maybe the first hour that I was watching it. Some like ginormous pots, like huge hands uh, for bounties. And you were a chip leader. I think you were like one out of 63 mm -hmm. or so. And then I watched down to about 36 and I just could not keep my eyes open. And you were top five in chips, I believe, when I went to bed. And I thought about setting an alarm for like 6.30 in the morning East Coast time because that's about when the final table wraps up. And I, I just couldn't yeah. do it. Like, I, I could not do it. Um, but, like, how big did that stream get? It was pretty massive. I mean, like you said, we've been doing it throughout the course of the World Series of Poker. It started for event number one when I busted early. I was sitting on my couch. I saw that Phil Helmuth was running deep in the event. And I thought – you know, with WSOP.com software, you can only pull up the tables if you are in Nevada or New Jersey. Yeah. So nobody outside of those two states gets the opportunity to sweat Phil Helmuth except for the Poker News Live update. So I figured, like, I'll just stream and stream his table on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Jeff Platt. Uh, you can click follow or whatever it is that you do for Twitch. And then, Nate, like you said, I just started to do it every single night and so we have featured tables i put three or four featured tables up we jump around we followed uh the biggest names still waiting for a, a tool time appearance in one of these feature tables uh deep in one of these events and nice. i i i said i said to everybody you know i'm playing these events maybe i'll just pop up maybe maybe it'll be me maybe i'll be stuck with um watching me and uh to my surprise i mean the numbers were unreal. I was, I thought that I would be fortunate to just get like half of what I was normally getting for the WSOP feature table broadcast, considering it was just me playing and going off whole cards and a five minute delay. But the people turned out and we had a, a crazy audience. I think it, it was averaging at around 2,200, 2,300 um, viewers during uh, like when there were 10 to 15 left and then at the final table. So um, it was hype. It, it was uh, it was straight fire, as I think some of the kids say. It was cool. Sure. I don't know. That's what the youth uh, was cool. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was a great experience. I had, I had an absolute blast. Um, it's one of my coolest experiences in poker, that's for sure. And you made like 14K, so that's cool. And, the, the, you know, the money that comes in addition to the deep run is uh, quite nice. That at least lets me free roll some more events yeah absolutely yeah i mean you're right that's that's kind of a it, it, 
you know, aside from you actually going deep in it, which is obviously a huge, awesome bonus. It's, it's great to have that stream to kind of let everybody sweat it and like make yeah. it seem like it's really a part of the, uh, like everyone's a part of the, the world series, which is very different than, than what it's normally like. It's nice to actually let people watch and create something for an online series. Yeah. And all, yeah, and all the, so uh, like all the poker superstars jump into your chat and say hi. Like yeah. you always just have random people like just popping in and it's, it's actually, it's just really fun. Like I was saying earlier, like buzz was at your table and he was typing in the Twitch chat and then you <laughs> shoved 10, eight of spades um, and got called by his ace queen and took the bounty right off his back. And then he like gifted the, the Twitch, like a hundred subscriptions. Like it's just like really fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a blast. And we were having a, a, terrific time when we had the Helmies of the world, when we had the Negranus of the world, when Negranu came into the chat, when he was running deep in event number two, like you said, Nate, we just get these uh, random appearances in there that make it so much more fun. I, I don't know. It's just like an incredible audience. I mean, obviously the Twitch poker scene has really developed over the last uh, couple of years or so, but, but not in the U S right. And, and that makes sense because right. there's not much poker to be played or to be streamed in the U S but when we have the the opportunity to uh, sweat the World Series of Poker, I just wanted to give people more options kind of in this day and age versus just having to refresh the live updates and, and hope for the best. And those live updates guys are doing a, a fantastic job. I can't imagine how tough it is to follow the action when it just moves so, 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 so quick. But, like, I, I want to give people the chance to watch – every hand that Phil Helmuth plays or to watch every hand that Daniel Negreanu plays. And so um, I've been fortunate that, that people have um, tuned in and, and the chat, the chat's an absolute blast. I mean, I drink a bunch of wine and we talk about poker and we watch poker. Oh, so what I like about what you're doing is I've had this issue whenever Jake is deep in something on WSOP, like he'll be yeah. at like a final table of like a 1K or like whatever he feels like final tabling that day. And all I can do is just <laughs> open the lobby and just watch the yeah. chip stacks go up and down. And like it on every other site, you can open the tables and just on WSOP for whatever reason, they don't let you. It makes really zero sense. It's not like it's like a regulation or anything. It's just they have shitty fucking software. So I highly appreciate what you're doing. And hopefully we will have a, uh, a Jake tool time deep sweat at some point. Uh, he was taking yeah, Jake, what's up with this, man? Uh, I, I was away. I, I, yeah. I've, I, uh, I've only played three events. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll I, 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 I was away and I'll, I'll be around. I, I think I'll be, I'll be playing everything. Uh, I'm away Saturday, but I'll be, I'll be playing most nights. I'll be in there. I'll be in the action. Okay. 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 Good, good, good. Yeah. Nate, to your point, I mean, with the world series of poker brand, how do you not just want to enhance that brand by just, having people be able to watch or like it's just uh, I, I don't know it, it yeah. just doesn't it doesn't make <laughs> sense to me you could, I could pull up a gg table and watch anybody or a party poker table and watch anybody wsp has to get on board and they just they just gotta update their software it's that simple well it's 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 just a joke like that the fact that you can't sweat outside outside of new jersey and nevada uh even like like you honestly like probably got pretty screwed by the the format of the bounty tournament just being a freeze out or not being a progressive bounty like it it was it was a fraction of the size that it could have been 
but their software like doesn't allow for re-entry on uh on bounties and that was that i mean they definitely don't have the the software for progressive knockouts uh Right, right. Like I do, I do like how they're incorporating some freeze outs here and there, and didn't make every tournament just unlimited reentry. Right, right. But it is weird that out of the tournaments that you're making reentry, that you would make the KO the freeze out. Um, right. But like okay. you know, you're you're playing a bounty, and it's fun for you know however many levels or hours into the tournament, sure. and it's effectively uh, a six hundred dollar tournament down the you know in, in, in the end game the final few tables because bounties are irrelevant yeah the bounties don't matter and i told everybody that in the chat because it's in the title right knockout deep stack or whatever so right. everyone's like oh ko's 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 but it's not like the progressive knockouts that you see they're they're like you said completely irrelevant when we're at the final table and there's 100k up top you know the 200 dollars bounty is not going to sway any decisions right it would be it would be a lot more fun if it was you know 100k up top and then you know you end up knocking somebody out for a 15k bounty for a 20k bounty you know stuff like that it gets gets a lot more strategical and a lot more fun yeah i that makes me stress whenever i see that it's just like you you, there's really smart people like you who know how to do the math about how it affects calling ranges and stuff and then there's other people who just see like the huge bounty and you're just like fuck it let's go for it like yeah i mean that i think that's probably pretty close to to what's going on it's just all right let's run it yeah so jeff what's next for you um i think we're gonna roll with the stream every single night throughout the world series of poker at least the u.s version so 1 a.m eastern 10 p.m pacific if i fire up the stream maybe i'll be playing again um most likely i will just be streaming featured table coverage we usually come on when it's down to like um 60 to 80 people left in the tournament so i think it's perfect we stream for a couple hours and then we turn it over to the official world series of poker final table broadcast so that's what's next for me no uh no actual wsop coverage for me i'm not bitter or anything don't worry about that fellas i wasn't just waiting by the phone for the last month or so waiting for the call that you got at least a world series of poker game that's okay we're gonna wait for the live version i know there will be uh more work to come then and tuck does fantastic ali does fantastic it's all good over here what do you what are your uh thoughts about them having it in october um i mean from what i've heard it would be uh it would be in november which is i mean i guess we have a slightly better chance of it happening in november versus october um as of now there's still a full schedule planned but (laughs) <laughs> of course, it's it's very hard to see that happening. I could see a world in which they find a way to put on at least the main event, get that ESPN coverage. Right. Um, but I, I but that even even saying that sounds almost silly with the way uh, things are going in this country. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, uh, like you know, the current state where we basically can't go to Europe or go to Canada and nobody wants to come here it's hard it's it's right now it's very hard to imagine that uh that changing but hopefully we'll need a vaccine before any world series of poker live festivities take place i was gonna say we might start seeing timex taking bets for next summer's wsop like yeah i think that's up in the air i think so too but I, i mean if we had a vaccine in place by january or february i think 
I mean, we should be fine for next June. And the WSOP has the right to say you have to, uh, you know, have been vaccinated for um, antibodies and coronavirus, however you phrase it, uh, if they allow anybody into the tournament. So I, I think um, I, I think it, it would work with a vaccine. Without one, we're just screwed. We, we, we did a bad job shutting it down. <laughs> we, we did a bad job. Yeah, debatable. Debatable. Yeah, yeah. yeah how, how, is it, how is it in Vegas right now? Um, it, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, Nevada had done a, I think, terrific job at handling uh, the early onslaught of coronavirus. The numbers were way, way, way down. But when you open back up casinos, when casinos weren't that strict on their – Social distancing measures, for example, um, weren't that strict on making you wear a mask, perhaps just recommending that you wear a mask. So obviously, Vegas and Nevada saw a spike in numbers over these last couple of weeks. Uh, the governor made wearing masks mandatory, which was the right move. The governor has really threatened to um, crack down on these casinos, and they have done a much better job at following social distancing rules. So I think it's okay right now but the the numbers are uh are not good they're they're, they're not heading in the right direction um so we, i'll be curious there's a lot of buzz about casinos potentially shutting down right. a couple of them have responded to those rumors and said that those uh are not are not true but you know this next month is is pretty crucial i mean i, I think we say that every month but this next month with vegas really reopening i think is is really key to take a look at at where things are at yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, hopefully it gets better i meant to ask this earlier when we were talking about you streaming do you yeah. feel you play better worse or the same when you have all those eyeballs on you like did you do anything differently because people were watching either in like a heroic way or like a I don't want to make a mistake, so I'm going to play tighter here way. Or do you think um, it all is just like a wash? It, it, it's a great question. I, I tend to make it think I, – I tend to think that it makes me play better because every single hand that I'm forced to play, even if I think it's a super simple spot, I'm forced to effectively talk through it for everybody that is watching. And so the more you talk through hands, and for me, the more I talk through hands out loud, I think that's going to make me a better player and I'm not snapping on any decisions that I may have throughout the course of the entire tournament. I don't feel the need to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pull off this really cool play. So I look really, really cool in front of these people that are watching me. And on the other hand, I don't, feel the need to think in my mind, oh my God, if I make a mistake, these people are going to criticize me. It's going to be terrible. So I think in that kind of debate, it's a wash. And I, and I think overall, um, it just makes me play better. I had a spot against Ian Steinman. I was and... about to bring up that exact spot. Okay. I was okay. walking through okay. it in my head. Jake, run Jake through the hand. So Jake, we're at, uh, we're at 12 left in the tournament. We have two six-handed tables. Um, it folds around to Ian Steinman on the button. I would say at this point, I'm about 40 bigs deep, and Steinman is about the same. I think he had a little bit less than me, 
And in this tournament, Jake, as you know, they get really shallow down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, so with that's 40 bigs with 12 left, you were probably both top three or four in chips. Yeah. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, average sack at this point, probably 20 bigs. Yeah. So it folds around the Steinman on the button. He opens for a min race. Uh, small blind out of the way. I defend with the ace seven off with the ace of spades. The flop comes nine eight eight with two spades. Remember, I do have the ace of spades. Okay. I have ace high. I have the backdoor flush draw. I have the backdoor straight draw. Mm-hmm. I check to Steinman. He makes a pretty standard continuation bet. I think thirty percent ish pot. Um, I check call which, you know, I also think is, is relatively uh, standard in that spot. Yeah. So, again, I have the ace-7. I have the ace of spades, 9-9-8 with two spades. The turn card is a jack. No, I'm sorry. The turn card is the king of diamonds. Nate, you wouldn't know anything about misremembering hand histories, right? I, I tried never... to tell your uh, your – 10-8 of spades shove earlier, and I got every aspect of it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the turn was the king of diamonds. So the turn's an ugly one, right? I mean, uh, our backdoor flush draw doesn't come in. Our backdoor straight draw doesn't come in. Even though we know Simon's super aggressive on the button, he obviously is going to have more kings than I do. So I check, and Simon checks back. Okay. The river card is the jack of spades. So it's nine nine eight king jack with three spades. I have the ace of spades. At this point, I just have ace high. I check. Simon fires. Um, I want to say about thirty five ish percent pot at this point. Um, and you know, I'm basically ready to fold. I explained just now that the king is such a bad card for me on the turn. And so I'm talking this through on stream, you know, getting ready to ch- to check fold effectively. And then I'm like, you know, I do have the ace of spades. I would have played an eight like this. I would have checked called flop. I would have checked turn. I potentially would have checked river as well to draw in more of his bluff. Um, that ace of spades is such a pretty card to have in this spot so i went for the check raise um and he thought for a little bit and and laid it down i didn't go too big on the check raise i think uh his sizing on the river was 350k and i made it 1.1 million or so i blocked the 10 7 i i just feel like you know i have the more the 10 sevens more of the jack eights more the nine eights more the eight more of the flushes so well, I just I just said, you know, let's go for it. I didn't want to play scared just because we yeah. had 12 players left in a World Series event. Yeah, well, it's also, um, you know, I, I think that – was it 998 or 988? I mean, it doesn't really matter. 988. But uh, a, hand like, a hand like you have or even just like, you know, whatever, ace of spades four, ace of spades five, hands that are going to – also just always check call a lot of those a lot of those hands just bluff river um so when you start to think of like yeah when you start to think of like ace of spades hands that have pairs that like start to have even better blockers to to full houses like whatever if it was nine eight eight ace nine 
ace jack ace king is obviously not a hand that you're going to have uh right. there's really not that many of those so it's kind of hard for you to it's kind of hard for you to really have just the naked ace of spades at least that's how i would view it because i would think that a hand like that especially facing a turn check where a lot of times it's just going to be a hand that wants to show down um it's it's hard it's hard to really come up with a ton of hands that are just the naked ace of spades um, under right. the assumption that you would be making some sort of large river bet uh, with those types of hands. So yeah, I like it. I mean, so it's, it's it's obviously a good. Uh, I I like my stand. Like I would probably just make some pretty big river bet. Um, yeah, river lead. Just because it 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 does feel like it's going to get checked down a lot. Um, and we're probably not very, we're probably not good very often. And we do have a set, like I'd probably be less likely to, to bluff like ace four, ace five and, and bluff ace seven that now that it blocks 10, seven, even though he's pretty likely to barrel, um, you know, a hand like 10, seven, that's kind of just a natural barreling hand, but yeah, I like it. And then I also I what he had. the added, yeah, I don't know. He didn't say on Twitter. He made a comment, a great comment on Twitter, but he didn't say. I think I also have the added element of, you know, this is if he knew who I was. And I assume, you know, you and all of these guys are always looking up players, especially that deep in a tournament. He knows an amateur, like, fish isn't going to be, like, check-raising the river without the nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's basically – he's, like, a poker commentator, you know, probably, like, there's no way he bluffs here. Um, on the river so I have kind of that that added element of it all that that allows me to 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 go for it in a couple more spots maybe not now maybe not anymore maybe not after that secrets out the yeah, thing is, is out. you have fucking sick results like on your uh hen and mob and stuff uh I don't know like I know that you've you've made money online as well like you're, you're not exactly like the worst player in the world like you you know what you're doing like you I'll have you have many uh, money's worth of results. Well, I, I also – I just get very fortunate in the fact that, like, my job is just to sit there and watch these high-roller tournaments, right? right? And I get to see all their cards. So, like, for, you know, six hours a day, I'm watching these guys. I'm having Brent Hanks, Maria Ho um, just give out this incredible analysis. And it's just so – That cancels each other out. unbelievable learning tool. Right, 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 right. Brent, <laughs> Brent's analysis I know to fade. Maria's analysis – uh i know to go with so it's just um it's just been a fantastic tool to see what these guys are doing on the top 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 level and you to try to apply are you studying? To a much smaller things that I play. are you doing yeah, solvers yeah. And shit? I, I, i'm not doing solvers i'll watch some videos on some guys who do solvers i don't run um like pio personally or anything but like i'm on um i'm on solve for why shout out matt berkey um, you know, for like nine ninety nine a month, that figure, why not? Um, watch some run at once videos as well. And then sometimes I'll just rewatch some of the coverage that we've done from super high roller spots. Not that your opponents are going to be on that level. I just think that gets, you know, more and more, um, gives you more and more thought on every single hand that yeah. they develop. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a priceless tool to to be able to have and 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 use. So yeah, I I expect some more deep runs. Check. I expect well, some more on deep now. Check rate, river check raise bluffs. You know, I just realized. Uh, 
Maybe against Jake, because then that'd be real meta. He's like, oh, my God, we just talked about yeah. this on the podcast. Like, which way is he going with this? Well, uh, you know, plus, like uh, I don't know if you guys realize this. We're Right now on the show, we have the 60th place and the 34th place finishers in the 2015 <laughs> WSOP main event. So there is some of that, like, underlying animosity from Jeff to Jake. Wow. Mm. You know what? I've felt it. I've felt it ever since, ever since we first met each other. I've just, mm. yeah, I kind of just felt it. There was something there. I don't think we played together at all, though, right? In 2015? No. no. Yeah. That, oh, that's mm. unfortunate. But it's there. Jeff, it's there. Jeff, it's Jeff there. busted me from a tournament, uh, like, maybe a month ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember thinking – I don't remember the hand at all, so I won't – uh, but the, you're a the, ace of spades, the ace of spades didn't uh it didn't work for me like it worked for you ace of spades ace of spades i thought it was uh whatever spot i was in on the river i was borderline so i was like you know the added equity of busting jake from a tournament um is there but also the added thought of jake is capable of doing this with this Jeff, um, just push me towards you're, the you're so funny on the stream because like you're so nice to everybody but you know who the yeah. good players are you're like i really like this guy but i hope he busts but i really he's such a nice guy and i like him a lot but i really hope he busts here <laughs> i mean that's what i felt uh with juice with divas and with uh ian simon and with eric baldwin like they're all in and they get called and i'm, I'm actively rooting against them <laughs> nate to your point because i know they're the best players left and i don't want them with chip but then i'm yeah. like oh my god these guys like they're really nice guys. You know, some of them are watching the stream. I'm like, I, I just want to clarify that I really do like these gentlemen as human beings. I just have to have to root against them. I've always uh, I've always felt that with with playing with Buzz. It's like he's such a nice guy, and he's a friend yeah. of mine. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I really don't like. He's he's also <laughs> but a really I don't want him here. Like, I I, yeah. I just don't I don't want him to have any chips. But I'm also like not rooting against him. What I did like also about your stream, you had a ton of people watching. You kept your poise. Uh, you ran king-queen right into somebody's kings. And you're like, all right, mm -hmm. deep breaths, not freaking out, not calling any girls a cunt. Right. Like, we'll be all right. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. you rebounded and, and final tabled. Yeah, there was going to be no uh, Mike Mattisau <laughs> meltdown. On that hand, it was just a simple, like, button open. I three-bet chef king-queen. He had, like, 20 – 25-ish bigs or so and he called that kings and i was like you know sometimes you just run into it and you have those quote-unquote chat pros who are like oh you should just call with king queen there who who decide not to say anything until after the hand is right. complete and then they say you should only call with king queens but like it's just i don't know you have to be even keeled especially when deep in a world through the poker bracelet events if you flip out when you lose every hand like that or when you lose every flip i just think you're you're so so screwed in both the the short run uh and the long run yeah no it was awesome watching last night and uh if you want to watch jeff he's live every night on his twitch um which we retweet and i'll retweet every single time that he does it hopefully we'll have a jake tool deep run soon yeah. it's uh 1 a.m west coast no 1 a.m east coast time 10 p.m pacific and uh I don't know. Congrats again on last night. Get some sleep and uh, got it. What you start 700 big blinds deep at 6 p.m. East Coast. So that's kind of soon, a couple hours. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. We'll fire it back up again. I mean, it's the World Series of Poker. You know, we can operate on uh, lack of sleep here and there, but it's always a pleasure. 
to be on with, with also, you guys. Jake, good luck. Go crush it. Thanks, Super lucky for you. I was telling Jake earlier, like, I'm just spending money freely all of July because I should have lost so much money in Vegas by now. Oh. But you live out there, and you've made money during the World Series, so you can also spend money freely, but you're, like, mm. free-rolling the month. Yeah, yeah. Interesting way. I don't know if that it. made Are any sense. Are you going to go to New Jersey, Nate, <laughs> to fire anything? Uh, He's too scared. I Come on, man. They go They're until like 6 a.m. They go so late. I don't have a I, – I mean, I'm not that good at poker. I could go across the river and play like an hour of poker and then have to come all the way back. I, I was actually thinking about going this weekend, and then Jake told me that he's out of town this weekend, so I'm not – Just won't, Saturday. Just Saturday, so maybe I'll do Sunday. Yeah. All right. Go for well, like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday type thing, so you can play a couple events in case the first one goes poorly. Yeah, I'll I'll look into doing Sunday. I'll I'll investigate for the for the fans. There we go. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks for coming on with us. You guys, thanks, Jeff. love you guys. Good luck Be the rest safe. of the way. Okay. See y'all. See ya. Later. What's tonight's event, Jake? Uh, five hundred freeze out. Oh, that's right. Uh. No, maybe I'll come. I feel like I have something going on on Sunday, but maybe I don't. Maybe I'll look into coming on Sunday. I mean, you just need to not have something going on after like 5 p.m. Shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. You're not that popular. No, certainly not. I'm mad you're out of town on Saturday. I was going to say you should come drink. I'm actually flying on Saturday. To where? Boston. And then driving back? No. Just going for the day? I'm going Saturday morning and flying back Sunday morning. Ew. Yeah, it's not not great. But my uh, my dad's having an engagement party in like like an hour north of Boston. We've been talking about your dad's engagement for literally the duration of this of this podcast, yeah, like I know. since the episode one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's not going to be anything to talk about after after this since I the wedding has been postponed. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to fly. I didn't want to drive like five and a half hours each way. Or sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 45 minute flight. Yeah. If that. Look into a helicopter. Uh, nah. Uh, helicopters scare me. Oh, you know what I never did again was introduce the podcast. I guess I kind of did when I said we have the 34th place finisher and the 60th place finisher. Yeah, like 75% into the interview. Yeah. <laughs> should I play the music then or should I play it now? They all do half and half. I'll start the music there and then I'll cut it off and I'll finish it now. This is episode 67 of the Cracking Aces podcast. I'm Nate. That's Jake. The guy you just listened to was Jeff Platt, does everything for Poker Go. Um, He's been on ESPN a bunch, very established poker player, an all-around nice guy. Look out for his stream. We'll be retweeting it from the the Twitter. Uh, Hopefully, Jake will get some shine on it if he goes deep in any of these WCP bracelet events. And Jake, you want to take us home? Thanks for everybody for tuning in. I'm Jake. That is Nate. Don't forget to download, rate, and subscribe. Leave us a fun, witty review, if you will. And we will see you all next week. I'll be uh, recording from the beach next week. Mm, Very jealous. I will be in this exact room.
Well, I would invite you to the beach, but you didn't invite me to yours. So. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. Maybe next year. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk to you. Bye.